This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Details lagging on 30 by 30. Ag carbon standards not on the table for now. Lawmakers are pressing for details on conserving lands. The Newsom administration has released draft plans for conserving land under a 30 by 30 initiative and climate strategies for natural and working lands. Yet Assemblymember Steve Bennett of Ventura and other lawmakers struggle for details on how agencies will implement the plans. If we're shooting blank, said Bennett, we can't really help the administration. As chair of a budget subcommittee reviewing the funding proposals, Assemblymember Richard Bloom of Santa Monica expressed his frustration at evaluating more than $2 billion for a climate resilience package without having at least a hint of where the administration wants to go with this. The package would include $768 million for multi-benefit and nature-based solutions, $600 million for sea level rise, and $500 million for extreme heat programs, which would involve more than 20 state agencies. Bennett, however, recognized this familiar push-pull always exists to a certain degree between the two branches, especially early in the budget season. Farm groups sue EPA to stop chlorpyrifos ban. A coalition of farm groups is suing to block EPA from prohibiting the use of chlorpyrifos on food crops starting February 28. EPA announced the insecticide ban in August in response to an order by the 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. And a lawsuit filed yesterday in the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals based in St. Louis, the American Farm Bureau Federation, and National and state groups representing growers of soybeans, sugar beets, wheat, cotton, and fruits and vegetables say EPA ignored the agency's own scientific analysis in revoking all food tolerances for chlorpyrifos. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Bonnie, early adopters to be protected in climate projects. Robert Bonney said the $1 billion in climate projects the department will fund this year will benefit agriculture across the country as well as farms of all sizes. We want to have a portfolio at the end of the day that covers a broad suit of crops, livestock, forestry, producer types. Some projects could scale up existing programs while others may be brand new, such as developing a climate smart beef product for a local market. For now, the administration is steering away from using the project to develop standards that could then be used in labeling or registering low-carbon products. USDA raised product labeling as a potential goal when it solicited input on the initiative last year. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack talked up the idea of green labeling while attending the COP26 Global Climate Conference in Glasgow in November. We're sensitive to the fact that if USDA came out of the gate and said, hey, we're going to do a standard, it would feel very sort of top-down to producers, Bonnie said. Still, he said the information gleaned from the projects on measuring and monitoring the impact of climate-related practices could someday lead to the development of USDA standards. Now, take note. USDA has announced a second year of crop insurance premium subsidies for farmers who plant cover crops. Farmers have until the 15th of March to report their cover crop acreage to the Farm Service Agency. 
USDA launches a new round of cover crop payments. Farmers who plant cover crops eligible for crop insurance premium subsidies worth $5 an acre for a second year in a row. To qualify for the payments from USDA, farmers must report their cover crop acreage to the Farm Service Agency by mid-March. Last year, USDA made payments totaling $59.5 million for 12.2 million acres of cover crops. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Grocery prices spike again in January. Inflation roars on. Supermarket prices shot up a full 1% in January despite a decline of the cost of beef and pork and are up 7.4% over the past year as inflation shows little sign of abating. The rise in food costs contributed to a six-tenths percent increase in the consumer price index for January. The CPI is up 7.5% over the past 12 months, the largest such increase since February 1982, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported yesterday. It was the largest monthly increase in supermarket prices since they rose 1.2% in September. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Biden administration sets plans for building out electric vehicle infrastructure. The Transportation and Energy Departments plan to distribute $5 billion to states for the construction of electric vehicle charging stations over the next five years, officials said yesterday. The funding for the National Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program will come out of the $7.5 billion included in the bipartisan infrastructure law that was passed by Congress and signed by President Joe Biden last fall. According to Secretary of Energy uh, Jennifer Grandholm, the $5 billion in funding will be used to build charging stations along major highways and transportation corridors and will create up to 500,000 charging ports. A second grant program, which will be announced later this year, will go toward creating electric vehicle charging stations in states, communities, and reservations that currently have few charging stations. Again, you can read our full report at agripulse.com. Here's today's She Said It. Ventura County Farmers Farm Food. The Environmental Working Group Farms Clicks. That Ventura County Farm Bureau CEO, Maureen McGuire, responding to an op-ed by the environmental group, charging that farmers apply a dangerous amount of pesticides. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 11th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chop Daly.